genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. All right, welcome to episode 159 of 15 Minutes of Genius. I am your host, Alex Baer, CEO and co-founder of Genius Juice. Uh, we are no longer in the Manhattan Beach studios, as you can easily see, um, I'm now in, we are now in the home office. So um, this is actually being taped, uh, first episode of the new year, which is really cool. And uh, no better guest to bring on than someone who is an expert pretty much in design, packaging, website, brand identity. Uh, they did rind snacks, which is just exploding all over the country right now. So without further ado, uh, Taja Dockendorf, she is a CEO, I like to call CEO, and owner of Pulp & Wire. How you doing? I'm good, Alex. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be your first guest of the new year. Definitely excited as well. So let's let's roll into it. Um, I mean, you know, we, uh, we've spoken so many times before. I was just on your podcast, so thank you for uh, for having me on. And so now the table's not so much turned. We're just on the opposite sides of the table now. I think that's a better way to do it. It's okay. And, Ask me anything. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, like I like to start with like the clients that you've worked with. Um, you've also worked with us, you know, you did our mm -hmm. website when we first launched, when we first aired on Shark Tank and did all our branding identity for our website, which helped us to get a lot of sales from the Shark Tank airing. But like, tell us about I think your, your relationship with Rhine, you know, this, this dried fruit snack, which is doing well, other relationships you've had. And then I also would love to hear about ones that did not go right. You know, we hear about the ones that went right, but also the ones that did not go right and what happened there. So I'd love to start kind of in the middle versus the beginning. All right. That. We'll start with the positive. Our brands are all ranging from startups all the way through well-established CPG brands in the space in which in some cases we come in and help brands from figuring out who they're going to be, naming, who are they talking to at the end of the day, who do they need to be um, reaching in social media, what is the look, the feel, the tone, all of that. And then we have well-established brands um, such as Petco is one of our brands and who have a very large standing in the space. And we're working very closely with their marketing teams and design teams to help them innovate within their market segment. So our brands range all over the place. And again, those smaller, better for you brands like Rind and Matt and I, you know, we go way back to a coffee shop in New York when he was just thinking about what he wanted to do for a company. And we were just spitballing, you know, he had this idea for dried fruit and could it work? So those are the relationships I love are those real grassroots. How do we build a brand from the ground up? And then we've got the bigger brands like Bob's Red Mill as well. And we've helped Ocean Spray's innovation team come up with new brands really runs the gamut, but it, you know, it keeps things exciting on our end because we love both the little guys and the well-established brands. But your question was about when things don't go well. So <laughs> those are always the fun stories. For me, every time something doesn't go right, I see it as an opportunity. And this is something I train my team on. And this will be probably an incredibly diplomatic answer, but how to find the solution to make it right. So when anything goes wrong and things are naturally going to go wrong, even if you have your own brand or you're working with an agency, something's going to go awry. 
but it's really knowing how you're going to solve that problem to make it right in the end. And sometimes you just have to walk away. Sometimes a partnership just doesn't work. And knowing that and being honest is the best thing that you can do on both sides. As I tell my team, if something doesn't feel right, if you're frustrated, chances are the client's frustrated also. So own that feeling and be honest and direct. I've written a few articles on the power of being direct. And I really believe in that with both my team and the brands that we work with is that honesty goes a long way. Exactly. I think it's just naturally destined to happen where when you're working with, because uh, you're a creative agency, mm -hmm. you, have, you have opinions about how a project should go. And obviously you work collaboratively, collaboratively with your clients, but your client, most likely an owner or a founder or director of marketing, they're going to have their opinions. So like when you mix different opinions in a room, it's sometimes hard to like arrive at, at that solution. And like, the reason I ask about what went wrong, because we just had, I wouldn't say wrong is, is the right, is the right word, but just, just didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. And we parted ways where we we embarked on our shot design or genius wellness shot design and great agency have all the respect in the world for them. It just wasn't the right fit. We were in our first phase of design. We did some first, first, um, rounds of design. And we just said, you know what, this, this is not working. You have a different vision from our vision. We're not really, you know, we're not really on the same page here. And we, and we parted ways, but I like how you're honest with your clients because you don't want them to incur more cost and go down the wrong road. So. Absolutely not. And at the same route, we want the clients to be honest with us because if something's not working or if there's an initial round or a vision board and they choose not to say anything, but really they didn't want to hurt our feelings or say it wasn't their favorite, we're, they're just doing damage to ultimately the work we're going to do together. So the same way that we want to be direct and honest and come up with solutions, the client also needs to come to the table with being honest. And if something's not working, talk about it because it's just like a relationship. If it's going to work, you have to have good communication. Exactly right. So I, I love that. And I just want to show with my limited editing skills here, since I'm the one actually showing this, hopefully this works okay. But there Ryan, it is. Ryan so, that is the, yep. <laughs> so that is the Rind design. That's their kind of their newer line, which is their more of their chips. They have the Kiwi, for those that are listening and not watching, Kiwi chips, orange chips, apple chips. I know they have some new ones out, like a coconut chocolate one. Yeah, some uh, coconut crisps that are out. And these were fun because this was an innovation side of we had really started with the chewy, the chewy dried fruit. And then how do we get into crispy and how do we break into two different sections? Because the chewy fruit was in one aisle and then we wanted to really go up against chips and have a better for you chips option. Uh -huh. So that's where the look shifted. And we really looked at mass market potato chips and that crunchy, that feel, what people really gravitate to and what's familiar in that area. Because when you're doing something that's brand new, you still need to have familiarity with your consumer. Otherwise, you're going to lose them 100%. So that yeah. was the chips you just sh showed was that innovation line of going from a chewy snack and a regular dried fruit to a crispy, craveable, thin cut fruit chip. Yeah, because it's really interesting, you know, like there's a lot of dried fruits out there. And I think that was a a great platform to launch Ryan with because it's the whole mission behind, you know, and I'm, I'm good friends with Matt Weiss. Just shout out, shout out to Matt. <laughs> I know, Matt, we'll make it about you. <laughs> Love you, buddy. I mean, we're you're a guest on here without being a guest. So uh, he's been a guest a guest in the past, though. But well, and you're absolutely right because he innovated on an on a market and an area and a, that was just dated and boring. It needed to be jazzed up again. Exactly, and so I think with dried fruit was a great start to that. But I think like for critical appeal, like you said, like I love to you know I think either you said or I remember someone said about 
being an evolution, not a revolution. And you just said in a different way, which is make a change that's innovative and different, but not too far off on what consumers are really demanding and what they what they're familiar with. And I feel like the chips is a nice halfway point. It's 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 a dried fruit snack, but it's in that kind of chip form that people love and know. So I think that was a really brilliant uh, decision. And uh, they're now expanding that. Um, I wanted to kind of reverse it now to like about you. Uh, I know we're, we're, we're at the 15, you know, this is the 15 minutes of gen- genius. So not a ton of time, but where are you from? Where were you born? Uh, how did you ultimately get into this space? What was your background of knowledge before starting Pulp and Wire? How did I land here? Um, I'll try and keep it within a couple minutes. Yeah, it's a big question with a with with a very limited time answer. Which exactly, I'll, I'll try and be quick and succinct. I grew up in Maine, um, which is where the company is founded now. With there's 20 of us here, with people from all over New York and Boston and LA and everywhere else. And this is where they chose to want to call home. But we also have remote employees across the U.S. as well. I grew up here, but I left. I spent time in New York and Boston. Originally, my um, focus was uh, industrial design. So going into car and automotive design was my passion. Grew up with oh. a lot of woodworking, found myself doing metal smithing when I was in college, really so wanted- What's to- your favorite car design on the market now, like like brand and model? Uh, that's, oh, that's tough. It's I love cars, so I will switch out my car pretty frequently. Um, I, I have a Mercedes I love for the ride because it's smooth. And as one of my employees joked me, they're like, oh, you did it. Now, you, once you buy a Mercedes, you'll never want anything else. And it is kind of true because it's a great ride. But I have a 1981 Scrambler, Jeep Scrambler on the side of my yard that I've been working on for a couple of years now. And it's oh, that wow, you're working on it, like yeah. you under the hood. Yeah, yeah. It's a CJ8. Wow. So okay. it's the extended bed, three row, extra roll bar, interior's done, but now it needs a new engine. So I'm not, I'm, it might be looking to rehome it at this point. My husband keeps joking that now it's just a big lawn ornament. So those are the things that make me happy, but that's really what I learned was what I loved about automotive. And then I worked in agency side and I found myself as a creative because that was my background. I switched over to graphic design because I didn't ultimately want to be in Detroit was that everything is an immersive experience. So just like a car, when you sit in it for the first time, it is the feel, the touch, the smell, it is everything. And that is what CPG is to me. When you see something on the shelf and you do pick it up, it's the touch, it's the feel, it's the relationship you have with that package. And then you bring it home and you have a deeper relationship with starting to read the story, understand the audience or understand the story of that brand. And you engage with it on social media. All of that, that whole 360 is what gets me excited. So I kind of took with that love of the car side and brought that over into the CPG side. And as a creative and a strategist, that's a lot of what my team is too. We're all very much immersed and we work very closely with the client because that was my reason for starting the agency was I didn't want to be the old school agency model. I wanted to have the creatives at the center of the project, hearing from the client, being the strategist and helping to build the brands. Definitely. And one thing that I just recall from working with you is there's a lot of agencies that try to do too much, like they mm-hmm. do like 30 different things, you know, or 25 different things. And I noticed with your business model, like you do a few different things, but you're really focused on each one very heavily, which is evidence in the brands that you work with. You're not trying to spread yourselves too thin, which is right. a great, 
We do a lot, but it's focused. And I think that to your point, it's it's very much within that better for you CPG food and beverage and cannabis. Yeah, you're focusing. Are you do anything outside of CPG or it's all CPG, right? At this we, point, we do have some corporate brands we work with. They tend to be less flashy and people don't want to see them as well, but they're also better for the earth brands. So if it has to do with renewable energy or recyclable fuels or cleaning solutions and things like that, Nature Conservancy is also a client. Those are the projects that also get us excited from a world standpoint, because if we can create better for you products and then we can do work with brands who are better for the world, it really comes together nicely. Fantastic. Yeah. There's also this picture. Oh, which old. <laughs> I just want to get kind of like, you know, for those that are that can see this, it's on main mainbiz.biz. You got a top honor and a design contest debut. It looks uh, like it's a little this, bit dated, like a little bit. This is so old. So I'm going to- your credit though, you look exactly the same. Oh, thank you. I'm going to date this probably 10 years ago. This is 10 years ago. It came up pretty high on the uh, on the Google image. So for those that are not watching this, this is the Pulp and Wire team. There's four of them. Uh, they got a design contest win. They're holding this, this packaging. It looks like it's at a trade show of some kind. Yeah. And it's, it's dated, but it's- Google image. So go ahead. I'll, I'll give you some, some quick background. So the uh, the blonde next to me is Sarah, who is still my design director and has been with oh, me. Oh, wow. That, that, says, that says a lot. That still got the team. That's this great. was a competition for um, graphic design magazine, not graphic design magazine, uh, packaging packaging magazine, I believe. Right. They're no longer around. And it was a, we were in a competition with three other agencies building this cookie packaging. And actually that might be that's 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 an old image that brings me back. But honestly, that was the impetus that really got us into CPG and packaging, because at that time, packaging wasn't really thought of the same way. And, you know, die cuts and materials and touch and again, experience wasn't in the packaging the same way we see it now. So we've had a huge change in the last 10 years from the consumer side and consumer packaging how it looks and design and feel. So that was a really fun project. And I'd say that was one of the things that really kickstarted our focus in the CPG space. Cool. I guess uh, I got a lot. Good choice from the archives. The right image. Yeah. I mean, I looked at all these different images. There's like clients, there's your office, but I'm like, that really told a story. But um, let's get into our next segment here, which is called Rapid Fire Questions. Rapid Fire Questions. All right. So we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. We have one minute for you to get. I think you can actually probably set the record here because you're quick. You talk fast. You're like to the point, concise, terse. Let me just get my dictionary out and keep on saying different <laughs> things. But, um, but uh, let's get into the questions. It's all about really getting to know you more and your personality. And there's about 15 questions. Go figure on that one. All right. There we go. For music, which decade is the best, the 70s, 80s, or 90s? 80s. What do you do for exercise? I wake surf. Did not know that. Wow. Movie you can watch on the cars and wake surfing. Movie you can watch an unlimited amount of times. Oh, <laughs> this might show my age. Lost Boys. Yep. Yeah, with Kiefer Sutherland, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And the Corys. Yeah. And the Corys. Yeah. One Every is year, around. Halloween. One is still around, one is not. Corey Feldman is around. Corey Haim passed away, right? Yes, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Favorite country to travel to? Iceland. Favorite uh, favorite Star Wars character? Oh, Chewbacca. All right. 
Not, that one's not answered too much, but I, I like him. Yeah. What is your spirit animal? It's, it, is it Chewbacca as well or someone else? That's a great one. Uh, recently, it has been an eagle. Okay, that's mine. I love eagles. Love mm -hmm. them. I love the band too. Do you like to drive an SUV, a coupe, or a truck? This is a good one. SUV. Yep. I noticed that just demographically, women like SUVs more. That's what I've just noticed in general. Maybe more higher up, more protection. There's a, you know, having a kid in the car, right? SUVs are safer. All those reasons. All right. Uh, for food, salty or sweet? Salty. Favorite day of the week and why? Sundays. Uber. Uh, have you seen the Sundays? We just had them on the Sundays Oreo cookies. No. Yeah. So go to Eat Sundays. Just another plug for one of our previous oh. guests, Jody Polischuk. He just came out with a better for you, high fiber, low sugar Oreo. All right. I'm going to check that out. Called Sundays. EatSundays.com. Favorite day of the week and why? Are you already asked, already asked you that one? Uber or Lyft? Uber. LeBron James or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? Kobe. Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? While you're working on your car, I could see you watching that movie on the side. Terminator 1. I like the original. Yeah, it's more like artistic and mm -hmm. kind of film noir, which very, I really Very like. rarely are the sequels any better than the first one. Yeah, I I will say that as, an, as a movie... T2 to me is better. Like the action, the LA thing, like I loved all that, the special effects. But I think from a artistic uniqueness, more just kind of character building, T1 was a better movie. But I just- It set the framework, but you watch them now and you're like, oh God, you know, we've come such a long way. Cinema yeah, I mean, it shows Arnold Schwarzenegger, remember in the uh, abandoned, like in the hotel room, he, he broke in to mm -hmm. take out his eye because his eye was all messed up and it was all, it was like a mannequin, you know, it wasn't even really him. Uh, it was funny. I'm like, man, but it, I like animatronics too. Such good special effects. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I like gremlins and I like Yoda from the original, like I love animatronics mm -hmm. and that's what I think, you know, like JJ um, Abrams brought back to star Wars was animatronics, right? Like that sense of realism. So, yeah. so uh, favorite food or drink if you're stuck on a deserted Island. Oh, pickles. And we'll go with pickle brine to stay hydrated. Okay. I mean, it gives you the 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 uh, good bacteria, gives you the water. You've That's got everything. You, you you got it's, and salt. it's a prebiotic, a probiotic. It's salty. It's got the hydration. It's a vegetable. Yeah. I think that's probably the best answer we've ever had on this program. And I'm going to play this because it is now, you're now... Questions with, and that's what that's been with Taja Dockendorf. She is the CEO and owner of Pulp and Wire. If anyone wants to reach you, uh, email website Taja at Pulp and Wire. It's spelled T A J A, or come find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there, post a lot of articles and original content I'm writing. Great place to find me and always pulp and wire all spelled out p-u-l-p-a-n-d-w-i-r-e.com love the name as well love the name so very catchy um as it should be so this has been episode 159 with taja dockendorf of pulp and wire make sure to check us out on apple podcast we are going to be posting these episodes every week one more item is that genius juice is raising online now for crowdfunding um, you know, the markets have dried up a lot with all the economic hard times. 
So we have a Republic page where you can invest and I will be posting that in the comment section. Please support us. When you invest in us, you actually get shares in our company, which is pretty cool. So good deal. Yep. Thanks everyone. And Taja, thank you again for joining us on 15 Minutes of Genius. Thank you, Alex. All right, take care. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.